This is A Drop of Encouragement with Janae McDonald-Wilborn. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This is Janae and I am excited to bring you another Drop of Encouragement. Okay, how many of you start your year off with like a theme? Maybe you do vision boards, maybe you do New Year's resolutions, um, whatever your thing is. Um, but one thing that I know a lot of you do is pray or meditate on a word for your year, kind of a word that's speaking to you for the year, that's sort of your guiding force throughout your year, right? Um, it's something I started doing a few years ago. I didn't always do it, but I, I always felt like when I started a new year, I wasn't big into resolutions, but I loved the idea of um, just really reaching out and letting God kind of show me like, this is a direction I'm pointing you this year. Because it, no matter what you say, whether you do resolutions or not, we all end a year looking back and evaluating and um, kind of reliving our experiences and looking at what we can do better or what we want to change or new things we want to explore. And I find when I when I ask for a word to guide me through the year, it's really helpful because it keeps me consistently thinking about this is the path you said you were going to take and it gives me that litmus to come back and check how am I doing? Am I am I staying on that path that I said I wanted to be on? So this year, um, if you listen to episode one of the season, you know that I ended the year in a very low place with depression and really struggling, but also aware of it and really working towards figuring out kind of the roots of it, what my causes were, what my triggers were, and how I could move myself in a new direction or get help moving in a new direction, whatever that might be. So with that in mind, as I began thinking about the new year and praying for a word or direction, I really honestly thought, well, I don't even know if I can clearly get a word other than, you know, just get better, um, you know, not feel so low. Maybe I'm not in a place where I'm going to receive it. But what's interesting is I begin to very clearly hear from the Lord a word so clearly that I was sure it was not from the Lord and I was confused because the word just didn't seem like a theme word for the year because the word was no. Um, no what, God? No, I don't get a word. No, I'm not ready to hear from you. What, what, what are we saying no to? But I just kept hearing no, no, no. And finally it clicked. My word was no, because one of the things that I struggle with is saying no to things that I don't have room for in my life or margin for in my life. Saying no to things that are good, saying no to things that are um, intriguing or interesting to me, but that are not what I'm supposed to be focused on in the season that I'm in. And I begin to hear really clearly from the Lord that this is going to be the year that you do a better job of saying no, because you don't have the margin. You came into this new year, like I said last week, feeling like I was in that pool with my head back, um, trying to just gasp for breath, right on the edge of drowning, feeling overwhelmed. And the Lord said, okay, look, if you don't want to feel that, you're going to have to say no to some things. You can't keep adding things because that's just pouring more water into that pool and making that water level get higher. So there I was with my word for the year, no. And once I really accepted that that's what it was, once I really heard it and I wrote it down and I shared it with my husband and I shared it with my best friend because things aren't real if I haven't shared it with my husband, my best friend, or both. Um, 
But once they know it's real, it's, it's, it, I can't go back. It's like in stone. Um, but I shared it with them. I owned that word. And I was like, okay, Lord, I hear you. My word is no. I'm going to do a better job of saying no to things. So, of course, the very next day, I mean the next day, I got asked to do two completely different things by two completely different people, both of which were extremely appealing to me. One was asking me to take on some social media marketing, and one was asking me to help with the children's theater opportunity. Both are things I would love to do. You guys, I enjoy, like I've said before, I like social media. I love being on Instagram. I like making reels. I like posting. I like all the things. And I've done a lot of um, learning about it over the last couple of years, gotten better at it, and really enjoy kind of digging into that space. So when someone says, hey, would you like to be like our social media person? I'm like, oh, yes, I would, was the immediate reaction inside of me, Um, which was instantly followed by the voice in my head going, no. Okay, fine. It's fine. I can breathe through it. And within minutes came the email like, hey, we would love for you to consider being a technical director for our children's theater at one of our camp weeks this summer. And I was like, oh my gosh, my love of the stage. I mean, if you don't know this about me, I have been a lover of the theater since I was a child. I, my very first plays were, I still remember my lines from some of them. I did theater all through high school, through college. I did community theater as an adult. Um, I love doing plays. I've done it at church. I I love the theater. Um, And the idea of participating and helping children fall in love with the theater, yes, please, sign me up, accepting me. Immediately in my head, I also heard, no. Why, Lord? Why did you give me these two delightfully appealing opportunities on the same day, knowing I was going to have to say no? To which I'm sure he would have replied if he spoke directly to me, because I'm making a point, homegirl. I'm trying to get you to see that your instinct of saying yes to things is often being driven by the wrong thing. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about encouraging yourself to say no to the things that you need to say no to. Now listen, I'm not trying to dictate my word of the year to you. My word may not be your word, but I do want us all to recognize that whether it's your word of the year or not, there are a lot of times in life when we need to be saying no to some really great things, some really interesting things, some really good things, Because we need to leave room for the things we're supposed to be doing and supposed to say yes to. There was nothing wrong with either of those opportunities I was being offered. There was nothing negative about them. There was nothing detrimental about them, except for the fact that I don't have the margin in my life to add anything new. I truly didn't to add those commitments. Um, and, And for me, when I think about why I struggle to say no, there's kind of two, in my opinion, sort of two um, areas you can fall into if you struggle with saying no. One is guilt. Some people say can't say no because they just feel bad. They feel like they're not being helpful. They want to be more helpful. And they feel guilty when they say no. They feel like they need to explain it. That is not my issue. Although that is an issue for a lot of you. And if you are someone that feels that way, can I just encourage you that You don't have to justify to anyone your no. If you know that you can't do something, you don't have the time, you don't have the margin, you don't have the capacity, you don't have the ability, you can just say, oh no, thank you, but thank you so much for asking. You don't have to go into a long explanation. You don't have to give them your full schedule. You don't have to show them your planner. You can just say no. 
And then you don't have to feel guilty that you said no because they asked you to do something. When someone asks you to do something, they always know there's a possibility that you will say no. I mean, think about it. Have you ever asked someone to do something without thinking in your head, well, they might not say yes, and if they don't, this is what I'll do next? No, you always know when you're asking someone to do something that they could say no. And hopefully, if you know that, you have a backup plan in your mind. If you don't know that, allow me to be the first one to tell you. There's always the opportunity for someone to say no. But you don't have to feel guilty because you can't say yes to something when it's not for you or it's not the right time for you or you don't have the margin in your life for it. But guilt is not my issue, you guys. I got taught that a long time ago. I remember my mom years ago, I think I was in my 20s, saying, honey, you can say no and you don't have to explain. Just say no and then move on. And I found when I don't explain, people pretty much never ask me for an explanation. If I say no, thank you so much, they're like, okay, and they move on. But my issue is not guilt. Mine is the other reason that I think a lot of us say yes to things when we don't have the capacity for it. Mine is pride. That's right. We're getting real today. I'm just going to be really vulnerable with you guys, okay? So if you want to come into this space and be supportive and encouraging with me, I really appreciate it. If you're going to mock me and judge me, then you should just press stop on this podcast and go listen to somebody else. No, I'm kidding. You can mock and judge all you want. That's between you and the Lord. But here's my thing, you guys. I have to recognize, I had to recognize that pride is a big reason as to why I struggle with saying no. It's my pride because I want to say yes to something that I know I can do, even if I know I don't have the margin to do it, because I want people to know that I can do it. I want people to see that I can do it. I want people to compliment me for doing it. Oh, oh, it hurts to even say it out loud, you guys, truly. Like, I don't like admitting this, but I do this because I know I'm not the only one that feels this way, and I know that I have to work on it, and I just assume someone else does too, and I hope me being really just candid and wide open for you guys on this one will help you if you're the person like me who says yes for the wrong reason, who says yes because you want the pat on the back. Um, I'm not a pleaser, you guys. I don't, at least I don't think I'm that much of a pleaser. I think I'm less of a pleaser and more of like a performer. I, I was tracking it back. I was like, how did I get started with this mindset? And I was the kid who got good grades and got like the little certificate at the end of the year. And this is back in the 80s when they didn't give one to everybody. They just gave it to the top people. And you were like, ha ha, I'm smart. And you felt fabulous walking on the stage, even though you also got made fun of for being smart. I could deal with it because I at least got to stand on the stage for a minute. I mean, I'm just being really real with you guys. This is like therapy. Do you guys feel like you're my therapist right now? I hope you're taking good notes. Um, um, for our next session. But no, seriously, I really can see where I became a little bit addicted to people recognizing my abilities and a little bit addicted to people um, knowing that I'm good at something or knowing I can do something. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with knowing where you're gifted. I don't think there's anything wrong with knowing where you're strong or knowing what your abilities are. But I do think there's a problem when those gifts and abilities and that's that awareness of them becomes something that you need people to constantly clap for. Like you shouldn't always need someone to applaud you because you're good at something. You should be able to find satisfaction in just doing and being the thing that you've been called to do and be, whether it gets applause or not. You should be just as satisfied by the things that you accomplished that no one will ever know you did 
than you are by the things you accomplish that other people can see that you've done. Because truly, the point is not for people to applaud you. The point is for you to serve others, right? That's what we should be living to do, loving our neighbors, putting others before ourselves. All of that comes down to how we can serve other people. And I truly want to serve other people, but I had to be able to see that on a subconscious level, I still care too much about people seeing me serve in some areas. And I had to make myself aware of that and I had to admit it, which is painful. But you guys, if you are struggling with pride in any area of your life, and I have struggled with pride my whole life, so consider me an expert. I got to tell you, the the first step of dealing with pride or pride issues is being able to openly acknowledge that you have a pride issue. You know why? Because that requires humility right from the jump. You got to get humble to say, gosh, I'm really prideful about this. And that's what I could see. It's a lot easier for me to say no to things that no one's ever going to know, would have ever known I did, than it is for me to say no to things where there's going to be some sort of um, visible recognition. It doesn't even have to be like hugely visible. I don't need 100 people to know. If two people know I'm doing it, sometimes that's just enough for me to want to let the pride kick in and go, I will show them that I am capable. You guys, you don't have to prove to anyone that you're capable. You can just be capable. You don't have to be seen as being excellent. You can just be excellent. And these are things I've been telling myself that I can say no to things, even if it means people won't see me performing in a certain way and may not know that I could have done it. Because there are things in my life that I am committed to doing, that I want to do, that I have said to myself, these are my priorities. And if I say yes to all these other things because they give me that visible applause and and recognition, I am saying no to things that are actually more important that maybe no one would be aware of. For these two things I was asked to do, it would mean saying yes to those things and people see me do the things that I, they, I'd been asked to do, but it would have meant less time for my family, my children, my husband, who are my priorities. Because I already do other things. I have a podcast, as you have noticed. I'm a speaker, as you guys are may or may not be aware. And I'd want to leave room for speaking engagements and bookings and things of that nature. I um, am a mom who homeschools her kids part-time because they go to a collaborative school. I have to leave margin in my life for that. I have another business that I run where I sell shampoo and skincare. That's like a side hustle for our family. I have to leave margin for that. Well, now that I've made all these priorities and said, these are the things that are important, my family, my faith, my serving in my church on Sundays with our kids ministry, the different things that I do, I can't keep adding things that will mean me pushing those things onto the back burner. I can't let things creep in if it means letting the things that are supposed to be at the top of the list start to fall down that list. And that reality, that realization was painful, but really important. And it made it even more clear to me on that day when I had to send two no answers, and I did, it made it really clear to me why my word for the year was no. Because, I I mean, 24 hours had gone by, and I was so ready to say yes to something that I did not have the margin for. 
But if you remember that you're saying no to these things that you don't have room for, you don't have capacity for, you don't have margin in your life for, if you saying no to these things, it, it it's really you saying yes to the things that you have said are important. It's your way of saying, I'm going to keep my priorities at the top of the list. I'm going to keep the most important things, the most important things in my life. I'm going to give the time to the things that I have said matter most. Instead of dividing my time even more amongst things that maybe don't matter as much to me. Because here's the other secret that I can tell you. When you say no, there is somebody else out there who is supposed to do the thing that will say yes. When I said no to both of those things, as much as I wanted to do them, I know somewhere somewhere out there is someone praying for an opportunity like that, who needs it, who has already made room and margin in their life for one of those two tasks, and they will be asked, and they will it will be an answer to prayer for them, as opposed to someone like me who's been praying to be less overwhelmed. You see what I'm saying? God is going to give that opportunity to the person it's meant for. And sometimes he needs you to say no so it can get passed on to the person who's supposed to say yes. So I can say no to the thing that looks really appealing because it's not for me and know that someone else is going to get to do it who's supposed to say yes and it's going to be exactly what they need. You know, as I was thinking about this experience and as I was thinking about doing this podcast and sharing this very vulnerable moment with you guys, um, I was brought back to probably my favorite book in the New Testament. Mm, We'll argue that later. Um, But the book of Philippians in chapter 2, verse 3, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. And, and it's funny that that verse came to me because I've never thought of that verse in that capacity before. I've always thought of it just from a sense of like be selfless, do things for others, do things for others, more in the sense of like serving and, and you know, serving in the church or serving your neighbor. But I really could see the connection of that first part of that verse, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. My pride issue of wanting to say yes so people can see how capable I am, man, that's selfish ambition and vain conceit. And it may not seem that harmful or that hurtful, but it's hurting me. And it's actually hurting the people I'm closest to if I give away too much of myself and don't hold on to what my family needs from me. And it is serving others. Like I said, when you say no and that opportunity opens up as a yes for someone else. So today, my encouragement for you, my drop of encouragement for you is say no. Say no to the thing that you don't have time for. Say no to the thing that you are not truly capable of doing in this season of your life. Say no to the thing that you might would love to do, but you know you don't have the capacity to do it. And as you say no, trust that the right person will say yes and that you will find the blessings in holding your borders and keeping yourself focused on the things that matter most to you. I really hope that this encouraged you today as because I know it encouraged me. I'm encouraging myself as I share this. And hey, feel free to reach out and check and see if I'm remembering to say no throughout the year. I mean, why not just invite a whole bunch of people to be holding me accountable? What? 
<laughs> that just sounds like a good time. No, seriously, ask. I'm going to do my best to keep saying no to the things I should say no to. And I hope you'll join me and do the same. You guys be encouraged and have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Drop of Encouragement with me, Janae McDonald Wilborn. If you enjoyed it, I would so appreciate you sharing it with a friend, leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening to, and of course, dropping some encouragement in the life of those you encounter. 